Perfect. Good morning, everybody. Good to be here hanging out. It's a gloomy fall day. Uh, Mike Maria, 30-year anniversary this weekend? Come on, yeah. Impressive. So talk to those people. Um, they got good stuff. Uh, good times last Sunday over here. Uh, uh, Tom spoke, Amy's dad Tom, my father-in-law spoke. The grandpa man himself like threw down up here. And uh, Cash liked it so much that he suggested grandpa should be the regular preacher and I be the guest preacher. So thank you, son. Appreciate that. <laughs> Jet's not even here today. He's at another church. So that's just what's going on. <laughs> um, Bella uh, had her Halloween party on uh, the other night, and, and uh, we're catching up on it. I said, yeah, how, how, was the, how was the party Saturday or Friday night or something, Saturday, Saturday, Friday night? And like, what you guys do? It was fun. You know, we kind of hung out. I'm like, did you guys bob for apples? And she said, no, ew, gross. I'm like, what? Bobby for apples is awesome. Then I'm like, yeah, maybe that's like one of those games that's not coming back. Do you guys ever do that? <laughs> that was a real thing. I'm old enough to uh, remember this. It'd be like a basin of water, there'd be a bunch of apples in a basin, and like everyone at the party would stick their face in and try to get the apples out, like full on mouth open, just going in after these apples. And sometimes you'd get like a half bite, it would fall back in, and that's kind of the ones you'd go for because it had like a little ridge on it, and like just crazy, right? It's just one of those things like, wow, we used to do that. Uh, this is so funny. Aside from even the pandemic, it's like, that's something we should be doing. Um, yeah, it's probably not coming back. And just one of those little things, right? We kind of have lots of things like that that we we used to do, and I think certainly during this this COVID season, there's a lot of things that have changed. But even that aside, there's things you can look back on. I used to do that, or gosh, I can't believe I used to do that, or I can't believe I had that hobby, or I was into this thing, or read these things, or had this style, or hung out with these people, or all these things. You look back, man, I can't even believe we used to do that, right? Or things that were just super dangerous at one point, or, or then, now they're like banned, and like, oh, I used to do it all the time. So we kind of live in that a little bit, this sort of movement of like, oh yeah, that, that wasn't a good idea. I need to kind of re reimagine how I, how I think about that. We change the way we think about things. That's just sort of part of it. Sometimes we need to reboot our minds for, for context, for, for season. We need to clear out uh, the clutter of our minds. And so we're looking at this, this, this passage in the next few weeks in Romans 12, and it's Paul writing to the Christians, the Roman Christians, and, and he's talking about this idea in regards to staying in line as a practitioner of, of Jesus. We need to re reboot our minds or we need to renew our minds in, or in order to do that. Like the way that we sort of see reality uh, needs to be calibrated toward, toward Jesus. We have to, have to rethink or renew. It says this in, in Romans 12 too. But this is kind of very ahead of its time if you think about it. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It almost sounds mystic or new age or like the 70s. Be transformed by the renewing of your minds, man. Like it's like, what is he talking about here? But he's like, this is the key. So like, you do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And he's writing during a time, first century, that did not hold a Christian worldview. Uh, Christianity was still at its genesis, and so there really was no Christian worldview. There were practitioners of the, of the way of Jesus, but it wasn't this predominant worldview. Um, that's kind of been around today, even though we feel a little bit more post-Christian or post-church. There's still a Christian worldview that, that is kind of filling in the air around us. But they were just Christians. They were living in a Roman Empire that thought very differently about human life uh, than Jesus did. Uh, very differently about identity than Jesus would have. Very differently about values than Jesus would have. So they're, they're in the face of something that's very different in the way Jesus lived and preached and asked 
his followers to follow him. So they're living in that time, which is which is similar to our time, right? It's, just, it's sort of stuff happening out there. That he's like, hey, this is going on out here. Don't conform to that pattern. These are the patterns out there. You you follow Jesus, but in order to do that, you have to renew your minds. So do not conform. Do not conform to the patterns of the world. Plus, the future of the church depended on it at this point. Like you have to hold hold strong. Right? You might have caught this story the past week or so about uh, Tom Brady's like record touch, touchdown pass, the ball that somebody gave away. If you saw this, I think he passed for a 600 touchdown, like never been done before, all time record. This guy catches it in the end zone. And he's, he's excited, but he wasn't counting the, the passes. He gets it. He sees someone in the, in the fans, and he gives this ball away. So, so this guy, Mike Evans, the wide receiver, gets the ball, runs up. He's celebrating. He gives it away to one of, the, one of these fans, this, this 600 touchdown pass that Tom Brady probably would have wanted. And the commentator's like, whoa, that was a mistake. Like, oh, sorry. So he, he gives it to this guy, and then they go over, and, they, and eventually he gives it back. This guy gives the ball back, and they gave him some concessions for that, some tickets, some season tickets and stuff, signed things. He gives the ball back. And the commentator was like, well, that was a mistake. Like, I wouldn't have done that. And this major sports outlet I read, read this week is published this, this, this article. It says, the fan who gave back Tom Brady's 600 touchdown ball made a huge mistake. A Bucks fan was handed a game ball that could have been worth half a million dollars, but he decided to give it back to Brady. And this is one of the patterns of the world. That was a mistake to give back the ball, right? Like, oh, I, I would say that's the right thing to do. Like, the guy gave it away on accident. Uh, it wasn't your ball to begin with, and you got some stuff out of it. You should be happy. But, oh, it was a mistake to give back the ball. Because one of the patterns of the world is, you know, what can I do to gain more? How do I benefit myself? What can I do to, to, to make more money, right? That is a pattern of the world. People live and breathe that. How do I you know, climb the ladder a little further. How do I up my assets? How can I put more here and invest? My, like that's one of the ways we think that is a pattern of the world. Finances are not a bad thing, right? Amassing, amassing, you know, wealth is not a bad thing as long as you're generous with it, right? Those are good things, but there's a pattern of the world that's, that's more, bends more toward greed. Oh, I wouldn't have done that. You made a huge mistake giving that ball back. You should have kept that ball and sold it. Like what? No, you, you're lucky to have had that chance to even touch the ball. Give it back to the guy. It's his, it's his football. Right, but that's a pattern of the world. It's a pattern as a self first. Right, the right thing is to give it back, but the pattern of the world is like, ah, that's a mistake, keep it, keep it. Do not conform to the pattern of the world, this world. Let's break this down a little bit. Not be conformed, you think about being conformed, and we all are subject to this. Conform is, is conforming one's mind or character to another's pattern, right? Fashioning oneself to someone else. So it's looking at something else and conforming or molding around that. Right, the, the Greek word we find here is actually the word we get for schizophrenia, schizomatizo. Right, so it's, it's, it's not understanding who you are. Schizophrenia, disorder in which people interpret reality abnormally. Right, this is kind of where this is coming from. Do not conform. Do not interpret reality abnormally. Right, perhaps more now than almost any time in history that we're aware of, we have this problem like in, of, of misinterpreting reality. Maybe because we live often in this sort of like a reality show, right? We just sort of are, are subject to the media and news and, and, and stuff on our phones. We're sort of subject to all this stuff. We feel like we're in this reality show all the time. So it's hard for us to interpret reality, right? And we're under the pressure of living in a reality show. I read this, this article in New York Times published, I think it was a year or so ago. It said, did moms even exist before social media? And started talking about the pressure to be perfect in the era of social media. How to be a perfect mom in the era of Instagram, right? Was there even moms before you can post stuff? Right? It's about keeping up with, with you know, the kids, what they're doing, at, you know, looking at school and, and costumes and vacations and what you're doing for dinner and all the fun things you're doing. Like, that's hard. But there's a pattern there. That's a, there's a pressure there. 
right? So Paul here now says, hey, be careful. Don't conform to that pattern. There is a pattern of peer pressure as adults. Right? Peer pressure is like something that maybe you should be left behind when you're kids. I get that. And we carry it well into adulthood. Don't call it that. But there's peer pressure. Looking at what other people are doing, what other people have, what other people are driving, where they're going. There's all this stuff happening. That's a pattern of the world, right? And, and it, it's, it's causing people to be stressed out and depressed. And Paul would say, hey, don't do that. Don't do it. Here's how, here's how not to do it. You need to renew your mind. You need to change the way you think about things, right? The pattern of the world, don't do that. But be transformed, change into something else, by the renewal, the renovation uh, of your mind. You can't think the old way. You can't think the old way and move into the new things that God wants to do. You can't hang on to your old way of thinking, like bobbing for apples, and expect to move on and be healthy and thrive. And some of us have, have dealt with that in the past, and maybe it's time to redo that again. There's an there's a activity of renewing. Like, oh, man, you know what? I've kind of slipped. It's like your garage. You ever clean your garage? It doesn't take long for that thing to get messy again. I don't know who does it, but I clean the garage, and I go out there, and like, what the heck? That's, the, that's, a, that's a movement toward disorder. Our minds get that. Yeah, you go through it. You detox. You get off social. You, you, you try to listen to more worship. You get in the Word. You're, you're having better conversations. You take those thoughts captive. Right? And you do that. That's, there's a renewing of your mind and how you look at the world. But then it just it kind of slides. It just does. The clutter will come back. Clutter will come back. And one of those interpretations of that word is, is, is renovation. That's like it just needs work. Some walls need to be taken down. Things need to be re reconstructed. It starts here, as Paul said, it starts in your mind. Your mind needs renewal. Your mind needs renewal. Like our bodies, we need that renewal. We, de we detox, or we get off sugar or, or alcohol or things that are harming. We need to do that sometimes. Same with our minds. It takes a detox every now and then. And we know the junk we put in, right? Whether externally, and sometimes you know because it just feels good to, to listen to that radio station or watch that news outlet or follow these, this thread on social, uh, you know, Facebook, like you like, and you know it's wrong, but it just feels kind of good to put that junk in. So you have to, you have to stop, so you put that junk in. Some of us fill that stuff internally, like a lot of external stuff comes in. There's just a lot of stuff we take in through our minds, uh, pornography, so many things. But there's stuff that we just, in, we, we generate internally as well, the way you look at yourself, you think of others, you feed yourself bad thoughts. Philippians 4.8 is this great anchor statement, we've shared it here before, on our thoughts. And this is Paul writing to the church there. And he says, finally, brothers and sisters. So he's given them all kinds of uh, advice and encouragement and how to live and practice and, 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 and do church. And he says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. It just goes on this list. Just think of all the, think of good things, right? If you're thinking about What's in my mind right now? Is it lovely? Oh, no, let's, let's don't dwell on that. Is it admirable? No, it's not admirable at all. Don't dwell on that. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, take every thought captive. Meaning that it comes into your head. Sometimes you can't stop it, but just don't let it ride. Like, you know what? That's not a good road to go down. Thinking about that person that way is not a good road to go down. I'm going to take that thought captive. Judging these people is not a good road to go down. Right? These, these thoughts I have about you know, A, B, or C, like, that, that's not a good road. Let me take that thought captive. Let me go back to the text. What is it? True, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy. Think about such things. Think about those things. Think about those things. Right? That's leaning toward the, the text gives us that. That's part of why we lean on the Bible. There's, there's stuff there to help us along. Wall Street Journal runs these ads to say this. Trust your source 
trust your decisions. And it's good. That's, it's a good thing for them. Trust your source. Trust your decision. But this resonates with the gift that we have in Scripture. Trust your source. And you can trust your decisions. Right? We have the Holy Spirit. Right? We have wise counsel around us. There's community. There's good sources to go through to help us in our decision-making process. Trust your source. Trust your decisions. Right? If I can get into the Word, if I can feed my brain and my soul uh, the, the tax that's been given to us as a gift, that will help me. That will help my mind. And we think often, right? We, we think about things all the time. We're thinking about things now. We're thinkers, some more than others, but we're thinkers. Right? And this mind is sort of this locker room sometimes that we're ready to get out there. And you can get hyped for a game in that locker room, or you can sit there and be like, oh, this, this isn't going to go well. We're going to get crushed. Right? But we all are there. Sometimes we start the day there. Like, how do I feel about this day? Like, oh, here we go, another day. But the quality of your thinking determines the quality of your life. The quality of your thinking determines the quality of your life. If you think your life is a gift, it will be. If you think God is moving in and through you and around you, you will see him. Right? The eyes don't see what the mind doesn't know. So we train our mind to believe these things. Right? If you dwell on the lovely, the pure, the excellent, the praiseworthy, right? my life will reflect those things. But if you wake up thinking, oh, my life sucks, guess what? Guess what you're going to find? Your life sucks. That's what you're going to get out of it. But we live there. And that's not taking your thoughts captive. We've all had those days. Like, oh, this, uh, you know, here we go. Okay, it passed through. What are you going to do with it? Take that thought captive. When you look around and say, oh, I don't have enough. Those people have too much. I'm not enough. Those are not good things to be thinking about. But we go down those roads. We're saying, yeah, I can't, you know, I'm not going to be able to do that. I wish I could be like them. They have this, you know, all this stuff. That's not admirable or noble or praiseworthy or excellent or pure. That helps, that, that, that de-anchors, I mean, that's like pulling up your anchor, right? So if that text or that, that passage is an anchor to, for the ways we, we think, when we go down other roads, we're like pulling up that anchor. Or we're thinking about things that are not lovely. When we pull up the anchor, that's when we get swept away. That's when we have no control over the patterns of this world. Because where are you holding on to? How are you resisting that pattern? That the renewal of your mind be transformed. Right? The renewing of your mind be transformed. Some of us have these patterns. We know people in these patterns. It's always easy to pick out someone else's pattern, right? It's hard to admit your own. People always complain. Anyone know someone who always complains? <laughs> now point to them. No. <laughs> right, but it's a pattern. Uh, I always complain. Or always depressed about something. Always angry at somebody. Always judging. Or always like, my life is so hectic. I have no time. It's a pattern. Your pattern is hectic. Make some decisions to break your pattern. You will see a different product in your life. We get caught in these patterns, the patterns of the world. Oh, I'm busy all the time. I'm slammed at work. Like, that's a pattern. It's a pattern that we're overworked in our, in, our, in our culture, that we're burned out and we're stressed. That's a pattern. Do not conform to that pattern. How? Well, it's got to start in your mind. It starts by renewing your mind. Most of us, uh, we've been through some of these changes in our life. You, you, you've gotten free of something in the past. Like, you know what? I used to really struggle with that. But I, I, I got through it, right? I'm, I'm, I'm okay. But there's always something else sort of coming around the corner. We, we find that. And right? we have a habit of rather than making a change, we just try to get through. We don't, we don't want to make a change. We want to just get through it. Right? One of the things we say a lot, and, and, this, and this is true certainly in, in, in the church or, or Christianity or faith, we say it's just a season, right? It's just a season. That is true. We're in a season. It will end. That's what seasons do. They come and go. It is sort of just a season, but guess what? 
there will be another season. There will be another season. We have this conversation all the time in our house when, when, the, when the calendar gets too full, right? And Amy has too many things on. I have too many things on my calendar. Kids have too many. Well, it's just a season. We just got to get through it. But that's not making any changes. That's just trying to passively let something go by. But guess what? We end up on the other side of that. Well, we're just back in another season. Well, just another season. Same problems. Didn't make any changes. We don't want to make changes to our habits or our lifestyle. We just want to get through it. Just a season. And I, I would encourage you, sometimes, sometimes you need to hear that just a season. But don't miss what you're supposed to be doing in that season. Right? We don't want to be so passive. Right? We don't look at sort of our lives. We, like, we see some things that we like. Lifestyles we like, parenting we like, marriages we like. And we want that external outcome. Right? Relationships with God. You see, but me, I wish I was connected with God more. Prayer life, worship, things people read. We like seeing the external outcome. We want that. But man, we do not like internal work. Most of us really don't want to work on ourselves. Right? That's, that's, that's counseling in a lot of ways. So some people you avoid counseling forever and ever and ever. Because I don't want to work on myself. I just want to get that thing. Right? We look at others. We want to imitate what they have. We want to change the way we live. I love that that family has that, or the, those two seem like they're so in love, and I, I don't want to do any work, I just want to get that. But that's kind of a pattern of the world. That's conforming to a pattern of the world. It's sort of a quick and easy, just give it to me now. I don't want to wait for it. I don't want to have to do any work on it. I don't want to change my diet. I'll just get a you know, heart transplant later on. That's a pattern of the world. But by the renewing of your mind, be transformed. Be transformed. Right? Somebody's just stop consuming so much me mental junk food. You know what that is for you. We all have our, our stuff. We just zone out on something. You know, this is not helping. This is not good for my mind. So let's just stop. It's changing that habit, shifting the pattern. And if we can change your pattern, change your pattern will change the product. It starts up there. Right? Change your mind will change your pattern. Changing your pattern will change your life. And we like to come to God, maybe it's on a Sunday, or probably like, God, change my life, help me with this, fix this, do that. God's like, well, I don't know, like, change your pattern, and I'll change the product. I'll, I'll change it. But don't expect to kind of just keep doing what you're doing, and all of a sudden see different results. And those are hard things. Again, this can be very personal, like, yeah, I know, I spent too much time on Netflix, or I'm, I'm consuming the wrong stuff on the internet, or I gossip too much. Like, I mean, whatever that thing is for you, I try to go back to like, is this lovely? Is it pure? Is it praiseworthy? Is it excellent? Or is this beneficial to, to myself and others? A renewing of your mind. And worship music is so helpful. I mean, I, I go through seasons where I'm on it all the time. And other times I get in the car and I want to listen to, you know, sports radio or, or music. And, and those are fine things. Sometimes, you know what? I just got to put on some worship and just let it like go through my mind. I need that. I need that. I need to listen to the audio, so audio Bible. I need to put some good things in. But those are little things, but they can make, pay big dividends. But we slide, and I don't really feel like doing that right now. Once you get into it, once you begin to renew it, you can see the, see the world a little differently. Like, stop consuming so much mental junk food. Right? And stop entertaining so much, so many thoughts that aren't healthy for you. We just do it. We sit there and just start thinking about <laughs> all the things we don't have and all the things we wish we were and all the complaints we have about everybody else. Stop doing that. When you feel like, you know what, I'm just, I'm not going to go there. Go just take a walk, go do something else. Right? Stop spending so much time entertaining thoughts that aren't healthy for you. And for the church, please, when, when we see crazy out in the world, 
Don't copy it. Don't copy it. When you see that the world is crazy, don't be like that. Don't copy the world. Paul's writing to, to people that would seem like, oh yeah, we don't want to be like the Roman Empire. I mean, they're oppressive and violent, mistreat you know, women and, and people of all kinds. And it's so easy, I'm not going to be like that. But you kind of slide into that place sometimes. Right? None of us wanted to come out of the pandemic worse human beings, <laughs> but a lot of people did. A lot of us need detox from that. Deep, maybe we're still in that place. I need to, oh gosh, I got to get, get some of this stuff out. So I don't feel better from going through the situation. I feel worse. We have the worship team come up. Like we'll spend some, some time singing and some time to meditate. And you pray, just invite God into your mind, into your space. Maybe point out some of those things that we, we need to change. And we're going to look at in coming weeks, really what happens in this chapter is is practices, right? We have to be able to practice these changes in our mind. We practice, how do I practice? You must practice what you think. And practice it, practice it, practice it. And Paul's going to lay out some things of how we can love one another, how we treat one another, how we engage humanity in a Christ-like way, not in a, in a Roman way, not in the pattern of the empire, but in the pattern of Jesus Christ. But it starts up here. So you can begin up here. Here's what we're going to do. We need to start here at church. Start taking control of your mind. Start taking those thoughts captive. Start putting good things in. Start meditating on good things. So God, I, I, I just invite you right now into the space as we uh, close out. Uh, I just know some here struggle more than others mentally. Uh, maybe that's uh, depression and anxiety and uh, self-doubt or entertaining self-harm. Uh, Holy Spirit, I just pray as we sing, as we listen, as we worship you, God, we just begin to do a work souls and those minds right now, Lord, and that really goes for all of us. We all put too much junk in. Help, our, help our, us to be more sensitive to that, God. To help us to take our thoughts captive, God. We just feel those things coming on. Holy Spirit, I just pray you would ping us. Nope, don't go there. Don't do that. Don't go down that road. Yeah, Lord, just especially those who just feel beat up and you're beating yourself up. Uh, you think about that too much. I just pray liberation over that uh, right now as we as you worship. Amen.